Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Sticks down. Hey, no cheating over there. Sticks down. Drop the puck. Let's go. I won. Would you go backhand or forehand? Backhand. Yeah. Did a big thing with Nick Waugh about a month and a half ago yeah. on faceoffs. Yeah. Little on ice demonstration with Nighty and Darren Elliott. It was fascinating. Yeah. All the different thought processes that go into a face-off. Sure. And strong side, weak side, and what strong side really means as opposed to what I thought it meant. Yeah. Go back and watch uh, Nightlife. It's, uh, it's a really cool segment with Nick Waugh. We are at uh, Virgin Hotels, hour number two, the VGK Insider Show. I uh, got to admit, I was here two weeks ago tomorrow. Okay. Cassie Beach House. Oh. Went for dinner. Nice. And then we went out to the show. Yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, what's your name there? Was, Steve, uh, was Stevie, Stevie Nicks, Nicks was, yep. Uh, yep. was playing. And we came here for dinner before. And don't tell the people that I went to the, the show with, okay? Okay. Because you know them. But I I actually would have rather stayed at, uh, yeah. at the beach house all night. It's cool, isn't we, it? Like, it was so much fun. Yeah. And the vibe was great. There was uh, actually a stagette in the, in the private room yeah. besides us. And they were having a blast. And everybody was in a great mood. And the food was amazing. The f- I had a little pineapple pizza. It was like, yeah. oh, so good. Yeah, I know the the f- the food's ridiculous. They've got a they've got a prosciutto pizza in there too. That's just ridiculously good. Um, vibes are fantastic. It's just such a chill place to come to. Everything's fantastic there. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to to eat at Cassie Beach House a couple of times. Uh, so I, I think you made the right choice there. Yeah, good it, job. it was really good, and everybody had something different. Yeah, and we rocked it. It just. I had never been. DJ was in there going. Yeah. He was yeah. getting cranked up. And just when we had to go to Stevie Nicks, yeah. and it was a good concert. It was a good show. Yeah. But just as we left for the show, things were starting to get moving okay. a little bit. Yep. And you know me, a cool guy in the house, a little bit of my cool guy vibe going. I was feeling it. Like there were some tunes going. Mm-hmm. I, I could have gone deep that night. You felt like a million bucks. Yeah, I, I could have gone really deep that night. I'm proud of you. Jen was like, let's go. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling the vibe. <laughs> oh, but I'm in my I, element. I'm, in, I'm, I'm feeling I'm this cool. right now. I'm cool, guys. I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> Jen's Fantastic. not one of my five friends. She's my wife. That's that's to somehow different? Yep. And what, like in what way? Because she's contractually obligated <laughs> to be with me because we have a marriage contract. Uh, I can Friends, understand that. There's I no get contract. It. Yeah, that's true. It's fair. My roommate, my twin. Yeah. He, I count him as my. That's uh, wow. I. That's what I heard. Yep. Yeah, the roommate. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, five friends. There was a lot of a uh, lot of discussion about the five friend limit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gary tried to tell me today that you need six. Why is that? Paul bears. And I said, it's fair. Nope, nope. Nope. I said I want my five friends to suffer. That is on yeah, brand. I want that's a short, such a daring that thing. That is the I most on brand thing you've ever said. Handed Paul Bear crew <laughs> to suffer through it. Yeah. Have you ever been to Paul Bear? No. No. It's the most agonizing. Have you been to Paul Bear? It it is. 
so hard. Like you, you struggle, and you can take these. You have to take these little steps if you're if you're at the back sure. or in the middle. You can okay. only take these little steps, and it is. I, my, my great uncle, as Paul Bear for him, mm-hmm. and Uncle Patty, God bless your soul. I was cursing you the whole time because <laughs> he wasn't a small man. Sure, and I was like, dude, like could we have not slimmed down a bit? It was so heavy, and it's it hurts your shoulder. It does. Were you on the right side or the left side? I was on the uh, left side. Left side. And I thought. Holding the right shoulder, no, you're on the left you side. You know what I actually thought? I wonder if I could take a bit of a break here. Yeah. And just, like, crouch down a little bit and just let those, let the other guys <laughs> carry the bit of the load. Like, would, would, would anybody really notice if I just crouched down yeah. a little bit? I and imagine. And took the pressure off my shoulder? Oh. So, that, yeah, that, 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 that was Gary's thing was you need six friends. Mm-hmm. I'm only one five. Sorry, everybody here. You're not one of my five colleagues, but uh, but a lot of reaction to the five friend limit. I some were good, some were understanding. A lot of people disappointed. I that was an ego move. I think I have less than five, like true friends. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't but need to worry about the but you'll bear. count you'll count people as friends, but but you really yeah like sure you shouldn't even count them as friends if they're not true friends. Just call them colleagues. Yeah. It's not going to hurt their feelings. I, you know, it does. As, as much feelings. grief as we gave you yesterday, and boy, was that fun. Um, it I, makes sense, I, doesn't it? I'm not, I'm not far off from where yeah. you're at with the five-friend limit, I, I swear. Damn right. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you, too. And I don't need pallbearers. I'm being cremated, so don't have to worry about that. Well, there it is. I'd still want it. Just to make them suffer. Just, just because. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so yeah, they can so carry they, you to, they, to the they open to it the, up to the open fire they, that's going to cremate no, you, right? No, no, no. They open the casket and see <laughs> the urn. Yeah. yeah, that would be Darren. Because <laughs> even even the even the the wood box is heavy. Oh yeah. Because they dress it up with all that other stuff. I can't believe we just said they, that. Hey, dude. <laughs> I watch I watch the Queen's funeral. Yeah. With a totally different perspective. And those guys, those soldiers, they all got medals. Yeah, because they had to they had to carry a long way, and they deserve them. I've never been asked to be a pallbearer. Like that's never been a, a conversation I've ever had in my entire life. See, yeah. I don't have enough friends, so so that's why I've never been asked. It's a good it's it's a good way to avoid being a pallbearer too. That has nothing to do with it. That has nothing. You're just making stuff up, trying to to come up with excuses why you've never been asked. No. That's that's exactly I, it. You're an excuse maker. I, I don't particularly want to be, be asked. It's like it's like if you're no, one of the no, five friends, you're does. asked to help you move. You don't want to be asked, and you're comparing being a pallbearer to helping somebody move a sofa. Hey, listen, you don't. Those are things you don't want to be. You don't want to be a pallbearer. Oh you don't want to help God. your friend move. No, it's it's a big tribute to be a pallbearer. It's just hard ass work. Yeah, I'm all about not doing that. I'm going to gloss over everything Chapman just said. Yeah, he doesn't make any sense on this. Okay. And I love the guy. <laughs> you do. Like, he's one of my favorite colleagues. Yeah, 100%. I like, I like, you know what, I like how that sounds. He's one of my favorite colleagues. Uh, let's get into our game rating. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. The Golden Knights fall to the... San Jose Sharks, you know, they'd won eight straight in that building. Vegas mm-hmm. had won seven straight on the road. It's wild that those two end at the same time. Uh, it was it was a franchise tying record, seven yeah. straight on the road. 
and that won the last uh, eight in a row. And all the vibes, Phil Kessel in that building, like it did, it did set itself up to a, a really easy-like performance. Well, never turned out easy, but I still thought they would win. Uh, they got a point, 4-3 in overtime, ending in dramatic fashion with Logan Couture's breakaway goal. Chapman, where are you? Well, at the risk of being on the wrong end of the wrath of Darren Millard, I'm still giving my rating. It is a 1 for a multitude of reasons. A, I can separate the idea that they made the playoffs from the fact that they went out and they laid a stinker last night against a team that, quite honestly, probably isn't trying too hard to win games. Like, they're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. They're, they're, they're tanking to not even lead... Well, they're not doing a very good job of tanking well, because they won no, their last well, two. Yeah, but up, up to they had one, they had lost nine of their last ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To not even lead against that team, coming off the performance against Edmonton, yeah. it, it it just didn't sit right with me. And was there any good from Vegas that you saw? Uh not particularly. I I, I thought James right. James Reimer kind of handed them a couple of goals. I didn't like the fact that they were down two to nothing pretty early into the game, uh, you know. And, and now, oh, now he's got second. No, thoughts. no, no, no second thoughts. But maybe if Eichel doesn't hit the post in in, in the first few minutes, maybe yeah. the the game is completely different. Would have but been three straight games where they score in the first minute and a half. But he didn't. He didn't score. He hits the post, and they go down two nothing to right. to a bad team. Uh, you know what? I I, I do want to say this though. I saw some people on social media like trashing Alex Petrangelo. For, for that pass, like almost like it was intentional. Look, this isn't the Italian soccer league. Guys aren't out there throwing games. Like, Petrangelo's been probably one of your top five players all season, night in, night out. The guy goes out there and he gives it his all. That didn't sit right with me either. Like, come on, give the guy a break. It, it to, to suggest that he might be throwing the game or what he... What are you he, talking? Okay, I'm stopping you right now. That is the most ridiculous thing to even bring up. I know, so I know. So, no, 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 no. You don't even bring that up. I'm stopping you right now. I'll accept your one, and then we're moving on. You should have just shut it down before you got to that stage. Wallace. Okay. Uh, it's a one out of five for me. The good that I'm going to pull from it, uh, I like the fact that the Golden Knights were able to have a strong showing on the penalty kill. I did like their penalty kill. I thought their special teams were pretty good. I know they didn't score on that power play late in the third period. You would have loved to have seen it, but they did come through with a power play goal against a San Jose Sharks penalty kill that is ranked fourth in the National Hockey League. Take that however you want to. I I thought the Golden Knights looked a lot better on their special teams. Outside of that, a lot of turnovers, too many odd man rushes against, and I just don't feel like the Golden Knights throughout the first 40 minutes of the game tested James Reimer enough, who I did not think had a strong game. So a lot of the same things I didn't like from the Edmonton game carried over to San Jose. Um, that's why I look at it. It's a one out of five for me. It was just a flat performance after uh, when you were wanting a response from from how things ended against the, the Edmonton Oilers. But that being said, special teams, I liked it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go two out of five. Yeah. Uh, because of a couple of specific factors. One is they had to play off of learning that they just clinched a playoff spot. Sure. I think there's a, a natural sag or sigh or exhale or just not to have just to feel good about yourself in a non-competitive environment. So I'm, I'm going to factor that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to? No, of course. But 
uh, human beings will 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 let it affect. So I'll, I'll allow that to uh, build it up to a two out of five. The other part that uh, that I really enjoyed one I thought Bersois got them a point. Sure. In the third period. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he doesn't want to give up four goals. Again, they want to clamp that down, but. Bersois was the better goaltender in the game. And Bersois made the saves to get them a single point in the third period. And the other part was uh, Nick Waugh's play. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that, that, I didn't think he was trying to do that on purpose. When I watched it live, mm -hmm. being in the building, I thought he was trying to get it to the point. Mm -hmm. And when he was falling down, that caused him to hook it. And it just happened to hook it to the right spot. And Barbershev was there. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it back, it was an incredible play, yeah. and and was rewarded. And then they they scored in the third period to uh, to to get it to a single point. So the shots on goal by Vegas, back to back games where it's been low. Yeah. And when they scored their third goal last night, they had twelve shots on goal. Good for the shooting percentage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bad for everything else. And they made a push in and in, uh, in the third period, but that's the last two games way too low. That's a concern for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think two is an over exaggeration, given what how I've justified it. But it was it was closer to a one <laughs> than than it was a three. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't have any issue with that. I'm not gonna like sit here and say that two is is wildly outlandish. I think that it was it was a bad game. Like, yeah. there's, there's no other way to kind of look at it, whether you want to go one or whether you want to go two, whether you feel like the, the positives are, pull you up to a two or not is, is fine. But, you know, for the Golden Knights now, it's just about regrouping and finding their game again tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. You know, you're in marketing in the ticketing department. You're like, glad that one was on the road. Yeah, <laughs> for it's, sure. It's true. Like, 100%, yeah. You, you don't yeah. want your fans to have to sit through that. If, you, if you're watching on TV, you're, you're making that choice. But if, if you're going to the game, you want a, a lot more buzz than, <laughs> than you saw last night. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm glad it was, uh, it, w it was on the road. They come back, and they have got the, the start of uh, home and home with the Minnesota Wild. And that's the other part. That San Jose game was the perfect trap game to begin with mm -hmm. before the playoff clinching. Coming off the 1,000 miles an hour against Edmonton, and then the intensity that waits you uh, between uh, the two games against the Minnesota Wild, like, it was, it was there. It doesn't take away the sting of the, or the stench of the, the game. Sure. But there's, there's reasons for it. I, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm, like, too nervous. There are some things I want to see the Golden Knights come out with on, on Saturday, tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. I want to see them get back to being that team that just kind of gets to their game early on, right? We've seen this. We've seen the Golden Knights score early in games, settle into their game, and, and odd man rushes. I, I want to see odd man rushes cut back for the Golden Knights because when they are playing at their best, the other team's not getting very many of well, those. Well, it would be nice to get... Riley Smith back. Yes, it'd be nice. Eventually, get Mark Stone back. Would be. Uh, you uh, you were without Shea Theodore last night, so there is three big players. Now you're playing against the 30th place team. Uh, you should still the way this team's battled over the last two years, mm -hmm. still have enough uh, to go. Uh, let's bring in Bruce Cassidy, uh, who addresses Smith, Stone, Theodore, among other things. Uh, this is his morning media briefing at City National Arena. Obviously, yes, clinched. I guess so. Now, how much do you focus on things like 
I think the most important thing for us, Ben, is we get our game in order. Uh, we've seen the last two games, it's we haven't been ourselves for good pockets of the game. Um, so let's revisit the areas that we're why we're not there. Second thing is always health going into the playoffs. Some of that we can't control. We can control who we put in the ice, if but in general, some of that is. I don't want to say luck, but sometimes you'll get injuries that obviously weren't counting on. We got one to Theo that, you know, when we'd been managing rest versus practice. So that's important as well. Then to me, it comes, you know, seeding and the other stuff. We want to win whatever's in front of us, which happens to be Minnesota tomorrow, but we'd love, you know, we want to win the division. I think everyone would tell you that, be the top, but we do have to get our game in order. And if we do and our health is good, then that will probably happen for us, right? That's the way I look at it. Does it become more difficult to want to get to your game with so many, with so many days off? Or yes. It's, it shows in our game right now, like some of the details of checking. Because you're not practicing, most of the time it's pregame skates. There's very little resistance, right? It's just touches and walkthroughs, so to speak. And you're not competing like you would in a practice. and instilling some of that. Now we're getting lots of compete in the games because we're playing so often, but yes, we've lost some of that. Um, and that's always the, the the conundrum or whatever word you want to use for coaches this time of year. Do you need the practice more than the rest? So we're, we're choosing rest a lot. I think the ch schedule has chose that for us to be perfectly honest with you. Um, like Sunday, for example, we play tomorrow night. We've got to get on a plane. We lose two hours in the time zone. It's a three hour. You know what I mean? We're right back at it. So when do you practice at eight in the morning after a game Saturday night and you play two? You know what I mean? There's just some of that that can't help a little bit. So we could use some good practices. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to do it. Um, so our guys, that's where the mental part of it comes in and you got to be ready to go. And with Schedule taking a bit of that toll on you, and that's what you're seeing with our hockey club. And I bet you're seeing it. I bet Winnipeg went through it. They lost to San Jose. We're not the only team that's battling through this grinding part of the year mentally and physically. And the teams that can do it best probably come out on top. And, um, you know, or it's the flip side of it. Sometimes you see Edmonton, right? Like they have the top end talent. Sometimes when teams are fatigued mentally, physically, that top end talent's easier to operate. So, can be different different for, for different teams. But I think you've seen a lot of teams in the West have good runs. I'd say Minnesota's more team-oriented. So are we. LA, obviously, we got talent. But so uh, I give credit to those teams and us for battling through. We're just in a very minor funk the last two, and we got to hopefully get ourselves out of it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You mentioned yeah, Minnesota's more team-oriented. I guess what have you seen from them this little run they've been on? Goaltending's been terrific, so that that's team defense. It's you know, yes, it's the goalies, but they've always had that kind of uh, identity over there. They lose their leading scorer, and sometimes that can go either way. For them, it's allowed an opportunity for other people to step up and take those minutes, and they have the Johansons, Boldy. They, they they've kind of you know kind of pulled on the rope a little more, and and that happens sometimes when you lose a top guy. We went through it a bit with Stone. The other guys got an opportunity, so. Good for them. Uh, Smitty's back on the ice, so he's close. Won't play tomorrow. Theo won't play tomorrow. Was you know the other guys are all they're not like I don't have to go through the will right and Stoney and them, but the most recent were who Theo, so he's out. Smitty will be out. Smitty was on the ice today. Uh, not on the ice yet. No. He is skating very lightly, so part of his rehab.
much do you focus in on a guy like Foley who's really kind of built off what he did last year and it's kind of treated with your hands with what do you focus on him a little bit more? Well, that line, right? I mean, they're they're doing a lot of the damage. So we're always going to focus on the kind of the bigger players, so to speak, in terms of production. So yeah, they're uh, they've they've found some chemistry. Um, I think that's like I said, had a lot. Even Ryan Reeves is scoring. I mean, he comes over there. So obviously, good things are happening for that team up and down the lineup. So when you get that out of your fourth line, we've seen it with us, right? When they score, it gives your team a big boost. So a lot of different people pitching in. Obviously, the team game was great yesterday, but what did you think of returning to your kind of traditional four-center look with? Like I thought our fourth line struggled, to be honest with you. Uh, didn't give us the game they typically do. Took some penalties. Um, weren't as hard on the other team in terms of four-check pressure, ozone puck possession. Again, um, certainly not putting the loss on them. But when you ask that question, that that's how I saw it for for the fourth line. Yet Nick, Nick makes an outstanding play in the power play, right? To, to and and we killed all those penalties, you know, very efficiently. So we got through those things. Um, we just, I thought, in general, the goals they scored were all a direct result of our puck management. First goal, we ice the puck a couple times, lose a draw, they get a fortunate break. I think the second goal was, yeah, coming out of our zone, we, we, we chip it out, but don't really manage it well. We line change, they attack. Third goal, we're attacking. We have the puck. We actually went offside, and they didn't blow it down. They come back and score on a three-on-two. So we got a bit of a – too bad they didn't call it, but it was still on us to manage the puck better, and obviously the last one we didn't manage it. So a lot of it was self-inflicted yesterday. How do you balance next week and a half as far as how you want to finalize the roster as far as who should be in the lineup every day? Well – we have some guys that potentially could come in. We're certainly counting on Smitty to come in, right? So we know that. Um, we're still going to try to balance it with merit-based um, and go from there. So I don't think we're there yet where we're going to say this is our roster for opening playoffs, if, if that's kind of where you're getting at. I think we're still a few games away from that. Yeah, like going out much about using Nick down in the, in the fourth line center hole, uh, getting Paul back in. We may go away from that tomorrow. So, no, we're not there yet with uh, – I, I know what you're saying, and we would like to get to the point where we get some reps where this is what we're going to look like going in. I don't think it's been that kind of year where we can actually plan that far ahead, to be honest with you. So we're going to just try to stay in the moment. On the power play, you've been using Huck, like Theodore's been out. Why Ben over, like, the Hague or Martinez? Uh, they have more minutes, uh, five on five and PK. So I think it's just – if there was a guy there that was like, to me, in our estimation, considerably better than somebody else, we would do it. We like Ben's puck moving. He's not going to be part of the penalty kill typically. So that's just a bit of a balancing. Uh, and Petro might even, the other night, if you notice, he stayed a little longer. So it's not a top priority, whoever it is right now. Of course, they need to help it and do their job. I think with Nick, if we needed more of a shooting, and Marty, they got great one-timers. If we're going to use 2D or a forward on the top, I'd consider putting them on the elbow before Ben. But if it's just the top, then I think Ben or even Whitey probably um, might be the better guy for that. Did I hear right that you mentioned on the podcast you were considering using 3D on the penalty kill? Well, we did the other night, and it lasted eight seconds. And um, part of the reasoning was that was because of Edmonton's 
they outstick you at the net with dry saddle. He doesn't play the like if you watch where he scores, it's the bottom of the circle, not like Ovechkin top of the circle or Dodd or Pasternak. So we wanted to have three D around the front of the net and take away those options. And we gave them the option that we wanted to in Bouchard and he shot it past the goaltender. So first power play goal of the year for him. We were trying to take away the guys that have done most of the scoring. Didn't work out. Um, used a forward after that and made sure he was down low, got exposed again by Dreisaitl into. So everything we kind of game plan for didn't work out. I don't necessarily mind the game plan. I thought it was solid. They executed against it. I don't know what else to say. It d didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. <clears throat> it, And we would have stuck with it later, but anyway, we we went with our more traditional simply because you know, we just felt that, okay, maybe we, we need to practice this a little more, get it more ingrained in the guys. So. Could you see that against any other team? If they played lower like that and we found we needed bigger bodies around the front of the net already there low and used to recovering in there, yes, Calgary's exposed us with pucks to the net a lot in their power play. So I could see it, but it's not something we're considering every, you know, every game. It was something we thought about against Edmonton. We need to see it longer to get a true read on it. Uh, as I said, we lost the draw. We covered the guys we wanted to. The guy we didn't cover scored. So you're always looking at say, well, it failed. Yet that's what we wanted, that shot. I, I give Hyman a lot of credit. He screens the goalie pretty well. Sometimes he'll drop off or go back post so the goalie can see it. But um, he took away his eyes. There's Bruce Cassidy from his morning media session at City National Arena. A couple of updates there. One, uh, Mark Stone. Yep. Skating lightly. Yep. Riley Smith mm -hmm. on the ice. Yep. So not expected back right away. But nope. on the ice. And th that's where Bruce starts to give you some tangible uh, forecasts on a return when the guys do get on the ice. And then the next step is integrating with the team. Yeah, and for me, like Riley Smith getting back into the lineup is going to be huge for the Golden Knights as, as he's such a glue guy. He does so much. Him alongside William Carlson, you want to talk penalty kill. Those two guys in that setting are just fantastic. So um, you're you're noticing Riley Smith's absence. So as soon as he's able to get back into the, in, into the game action, that's going to be big for the Golden Knights. Uh, felt bad for Alex Petrangelo. Nobody wants a game to end yeah. like that. Uh, but you can see how when things get spread out like that on three-on-three, three, I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more. Sure, yeah. Where, where somebody comes out of nowhere. Because the pass in that situation has to be so long. Mm -hmm. The rink's 80 feet wide. Yeah. And that was almost going to be 80 foot wide. Uh, pass and then you got to turn around and try and catch the guy on mm -hmm. the breakaway. Couture shot it from a long way out. Like, that that was the interesting part about that. He was clear, mm -hmm. but he still took that shot. Uh, I, it was it was just an interesting approach. I I didn't expect him to shoot in that situation from from there. Maybe in tighter, but sure. not from there uh, because Bressois was challenging, strong. Yeah, uh, and that might be part of the reason why he was able to score right like you you, you know you kind of look at different ways that guys score and when you can throw a little bit of surprise if you're looking at it not expecting that the shot goes at that point maybe that maybe the same thing's going on in logan couture's head when it comes to uh, i don't know that bruce was going to be expecting a shot at this point so uh, good on logan couture he makes a play he ends the game like 
there's not really much else you can say about that, but you're right. It sucks for Alex Petrangelo because he's been so, so rock solid yeah. for the Golden Knights all season long. That stick had no chance when the game yeah. ended. Yeah, no. no he, not actually, a, he, carried, not he carried the whole, like, the, the shaft of it <laughs> off the ice. I, yeah. I watched him leave, leave the game. Yeah. But it was uh, it was missing a blade. Yeah. And uh, and it was snapped in a couple of different pieces. Yeah. Because I think he hit it at the post and at the glass and then uh, the ice uh, coming off the ice. One player that uh, I, I should give extra credit to is, is Ben Hutton. For what he did coming in for the Edmonton game mm-hmm. and winning that. And then last night. Was, was on the power play. was yeah. on that second unit. Mm-hmm. And I had a chance to talk to him today. It's on, on Twitter. You know that tweet uh, thing? Yeah, I just yeah. I just retweeted it, actually. You did? Yeah, nice. I did. Uh, Wild. It's the, uh, the scoop yep. where I sit down every couple of weeks with a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, and we eat ice cream. Yeah. The secret creamery uh, ice cream. And today we, we talked a little bit about getting back in the lineup. Uh-huh. It's usually not as hockey-specific. And today was a little bit longer so because we've talked a, a bit about the last couple of games. He admitted uh, there are some butterflies going into that game against the, the Edmonton Oilers playing McDavid and Dreisaitl and company. I think you'd have to have yeah. a little bit of butterflies going in against those guys. He was not always a defenseman. That He tells a story about how he became a defenseman hmm. and when mm-hmm. that you'll have, to, you'll have to listen to the conversation along with great story about his dogs. Okay. And he drops... We talk about if you were an athlete beyond hockey. Sure. So if you're going to be a, a professional athlete, what sport would you want to be? Oh, I can tell what you right now. Be? What uh, would you want to be? Tennis. All right. What sport would you most likely be? Ooh. Because I, I would want to be a golfer, <laughs> but I, I'm not, I can't play golf well. Sure. So I'd have to find another sport. You know, you know what I'm talking about. What? Like I would, uh, I love golf. Man, I'd love to play professional golf, mm-hmm. but I could never do it. I'd have to find curling. I'd have to right, be a professional yeah. curler. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I'd fall back into. No idea. So Hutton's, it's baseball. But okay. The most, the most unbelievable twist to it. Okay. <laughs> so listen to the scoop. The most, and it had. Gordo was in there. Mm-hmm. India was in there while we recorded this. Because I would like to have people in there. Because then if I say something wrong and it gets on air, sure. I can blame them for not catching for it. For not catching yeah. it. There uh, it so is. I like, to, Got I, it. I like to have a lot of eyes uh, <laughs> while, while I do these things. But seriously, the, everybody in that conversation, uh, I don't think Garrett was in there, but he watched it after. Nate, they were blown away mm. by Ben's answer to what professional sport could he be accomplished uh, at? Okay. What, what is most likely would allow him to be the professional athlete? He loves golf. Yeah. But he's not good enough. Yeah. So this baseball angle. Okay. Check it out on Twitter right now. All right, uh, I will. From the Vegas Golden Knights uh, uh, Twitter account. Do we have tickets today? Yes, we do. All right. What do we got? Well, we got two pairs for Los Angeles on the let's sixth. Give away, uh, let's give away one pair right now. You okay with that? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Do you have a Do you have a word there's, limit right now? There's a like, delay. Are, are, are on you Chapman. limited to words right now? Is that why <laughs> Is that why you're being so quick? No, I just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you are unbelievable. And like, I go to the wall for you, as one of my favorite colleagues. Uh, would you, you rather can, me lie? 
Yes, in okay. this case. Yeah, yeah, I have a word list. <laughs> Caller number 19. 702-876-1340. Oh. Watch them just tippy-tappy, tippy-tappy. 702-876-1340. We've got one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas from Virgin Hotel. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right, we got uh, one more pair of tickets to give away for the Vegas School tonight's uh, next week, and we will do that at the end of this segment. So you got to stick around through one-timers. It's not going to be long because we've been long, 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 long. We are just talking about the Cassie Beach Club here at Virgin Hotel. Yeah, we were. the commercial break. I think I said pineapple before. Yeah, pear. Pear. Yeah, it was pear. Gorgonzola. So amazing. Yeah, we were we were talking about the same pizza. Yeah, it's insane. It actually worries me that you and I ordered the same thing at separate times. I feel like I'm just I'm 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 spending too much time around you. No, that's that's a good thing. Okay, you're coming into my sphere. That's what you're doing. Uh, We've got some clinching situations to talk about uh, tonight, or situation. When it comes to the Stanley Cup uh, postseason, uh, the Edmonton Oilers idle. It's a good word, idle. I like it. Don't use it enough. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, like repechage at the Olympics <laughs> in the in the rowing, yeah. they only get to use it every four years. Yeah. Repechage is a great word. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers idle will clinch a playoff berth if the Winnipeg Jets lose to the J- Detroit Red Wings in any fashion. So just need a Detroit Red Wing win, and the Edmonton Oilers will earn a trip back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I think I think the Oilers are going to clinch tonight. You do? Yeah, I do. Jets are up 3-0. Oh, come on. But that, like, Why whenever, are the whenever, Jets doing this to me? That, hey, you should try to be their fan base. Oh, what a roller coaster. Goodness gracious. Because that is one of the just passionate fan bases. Uh. Hockey, 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 hockey in Winnipeg. And uh, what they've had to deal with, the ups and downs. They were first overall for a while this year in the National Hockey League. Uh, other news and notes uh, in one-timers. Jonathan Taves will return for the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow. Good for him. But he's unsure of the future. If Chicago wins the draft lottery, mm-hmm. do you think he comes back? I think he does. Um, you know, with I... With Chicago. I... I think that there's a possibility for that. I, I really do. If if you're Jonathan Taves, I feel like you probably want a proper – you want another season. You want a proper farewell, whatever it is, however long, much longer you want to play. Like, I personally do believe Jonathan Taves wants to be a Blackhawk for life. And you know what? If the contract's right and you've got a young Connor Bedard that you're trying to mentor, wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Let me sell you on this. Okay. Chicago Blackhawks win the draft lottery. They take Connor Bedard. Okay. Jonathan Taves returns on a one-year deal, and Connor Bedard lives with Jonathan Taves for his first year, like a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it again. Like, I think it makes sense, right? Like, like you, why Johnson lives with Joe Pavelski this year yeah, in Dallas? Yeah. Like, you're you're looking at the next wave. You're looking at you know what Jonathan Taves has meant to the Chicago Blackhawk organization, and yeah, I mean, I think that if if you can work it out and it makes sense for everybody, then yeah, absolutely. I think that makes that that, that would be a a good thing to do if you're Chicago. Is there a place 
you don't want Connor Bedard to go with these last four teams? Because at the bottom, it's Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim, San Jose. Those are the teams that are battling out for the first overall, for the for the draft lottery win and the most percentage points. Yeah, I, I think that generally um, I would say Chicago just because, again, you're, you're coming off of the... You don't want them to go there? I don't. Okay. Uh, you're coming off the Kane and Taves era. And, like, listen, I get it. It's a big market. It means a lot to the National Hockey League when the Chicago Blackhawks are good. Um, but... I I'd like to see like it's part of me part of me is kind of low key looking at Columbus and thinking about just how much Connor Bedard could absolutely transform that franchise and that is more entertaining and interesting to me. Sid did it in Pittsburgh and that was a good franchise. Yeah, yeah, saved him. I know, like Mario. I I, I hope he goes to Chicago. Yeah, original six. I think that'd be really cool. I don't want him to go to Anaheim or San Jose just because it's in the Pacific Division. I, see, you see I, him a lot. I you see I'm, him a lot, but uh, but I, I I don't need to, to, to I, go through that. I'm not gonna lie; uh, those would be my next choices. Like, really? I, I, yeah, you want to know why? I'm selfish. I want to see Connor Bedard four times a year. How come when I say I'm selfish, everybody gets upset when you say it's, uh, you're selfish? Everybody's like, oh, that's that's cool. Well, because you 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 say it not truly believing it. You lack self awareness in those mm-hmm. moments. I also put on a show. Yeah. The entertainment capital of the world, Darren Lord. Uh Calgary Flames <laughs> against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, this is a big one for Calgary. Big, 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 big when you talk about other games in the National Hockey League tonight. You can't lose to one, your rival, yeah. and two, yeah. a team that's outside of the the playoffs. Not a, not a very deep schedule tonight, but, the, but that one is arguably the game of the night. Dallas also has a game in Arizona at Mullet Arena, and they, they played really good, uh, Arizona at Mullet Arena. Yeah, I am a fan of the Arizona Coyotes in Mullet Arena because they, you know, they, they don't quite get the memo that they're supposed to be losing hockey games, and, and you know, like, good on the players for sure. Um, the Calgary Flames are interesting because I, I, I still don't know if I've come around to Calgary being the team that does sneak into that wild card spot. I, I, I still don't trust the Winnipeg Jets. I'm still unsure about Calgary. I cannot wait to see how that kind of plays out. Well, it over looks the like point. Winnipeg's going to win. Well, then Calgary better then win. Calgary better uh, yeah. keep pace. Uh, we've got uh, tickets to give away to see the Vegas Golden Knights. Chapman, same game? Which game? Yeah, same game. LA Kings on the uh, 6th, which is Thursday. All right. If it happens, now, right now, if they go in a straight goalie rotation, Quick would start tomorrow, mm-hmm. Brassois would start Monday. Quick would start Tuesday, yeah, and then Brassard would be up for the Thursday game against L.A. Yes. I still think it'll end up being Quick against the L.A. Kings. So maybe they go back with Brassard tomorrow mm-hmm. and then split the back-to-back games and give Jonathan Quick that, uh, that start against the L.A. Kings. But you can be there. We're saying we, you can be there. It it's, could be a game for first place. Could be Jonathan Quick. There's so many different storylines. You could be there if you're caller number eight right now to 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340, and we will give you two tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights, LA Kings, next Thursday, courtesy of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. 
Uh-oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So you guys were talking about the the sports that you guys would have fallen back on and, and Ben Hutton and, and the baseball story. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to f- watch it right after the show. But it got me thinking, there are some really crazy sports, like like dangerous sports, and most of them are in the Winter Olympics. Like when I watch the luge or the skeleton I think there's absolutely no way that you would ever convince me to do something like that. Like, do you ever watch? And I know you're a big Olympics guy, so like the skeleton, you're going down that that track face first at probably 75, 80 miles an hour. And you're making that up. You you, you have no idea how fast do they go? I don't know, but you're making that up. I'm not making it up. (laughs) I, I I have watched the sport. I know that that's about how fast they go. Was it was it in miles per hour? Or no, 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 no. It, it was in miles. Yeah, it was in miles. Okay. But even like the downhill in the Olympics, like when you watch the downhill ski race, those guys are those guys are nuts. Like when they hit those jumps and they fly through the air as, as they're going full speed through the gates. Like I like to ski. I enjoyed it, but I get kind of scared when I start to go a little too fast. And I'm the guy who will turtle to the ground because I I'm going too fast. But just some crazy, crazy sports, especially. Would you rather do the skeleton or the luge? One you go down feet first, yeah. and the other one's head first. I think I would rather go feet first because I maybe I feel like I'd be a little more in control. But honestly, I I don't I'm with know. You. I'm, I'd rather go feet first. Yeah. I'd go luge. Yeah, like feet yeah. first seems like it would be the way to go. Like if if you're gonna kind of maybe lose balance a little bit or, or go off the track, you you maybe want to. Well, so you're already planning for the disaster. Oh, it's oh, it's like you're you're, oh. you're already factoring that in. Yes, there is no way I'd make it down that track without without <laughs> crashing. Okay, what Winter Olympic sport? It seems we're focused on this. What Winter Olympic sport do you think you could actually excel at? None of them. <laughs> um, maybe maybe curling. Um, if I, with a little bit of practice, I feel like maybe I, I that's probably one where I would be okay. I don't really skate that well, although I do enjoy the short track speed skating. I think that's a, that's a really fun. Like I wish it was on television more because I do enjoy watching that. Apollo Anton Ono, of course, went to fame with with that. But that's I'd a, love to see you short track speed skating. Oh, because I, I would but with, with the Olympic athletes. Oh, and oh having they, them lap you. They put lap. <laughs> I, I, I would turn to Tiger Williams if that was the case. I'd be taking penalties because I'd be I'd be tackling guys as they're going by me. Give no, them a little. No, that's, give that's, them, that's, that's roller derby. Give Chapman. them a little bump. Hey, that's, you know what? You're not going to embarrass me, skating. guy. You're not embarrassing me. I saw. I think it was Jim Gaffigan do a thing on cross country skiing. Yeah, it's like whose idea was that as I don't a sport know. <laughs> I don't know. to go out and do that? Boy, like the I... thing that you do at the, at the end of the downhill run to get over to the chairlift. Let's make that a sport. What and about I'm the one where, where they have the rifle? That. Yeah. that was dumb. Yeah. For the biathlon. Oh, it's terrible. You, you never want to be in the lead in that sport. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the person went. <laughs> anyway, we gotta go.